There is a word from the Lord today, and it comes from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. If you can, would you please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You may be seated. My theme for the day is hope beyond the grave. I need your prayer. My brothers and sisters, I believe that most of you here today will agree with me when I say that God has been better to us than what we've been to ourselves. And the evidence of the goodness and the grace of God is demonstrated by the love that he has shown and all that he has done for his children. And his word says, his word says that he will never burden us with more than we are able to bear. And all of us, both young and old, at some point in time in this journey, have been healed or delivered from some situation or circumstance that only God could have brought us through. It may have been a financial problem, struggling to pay your bills, or it could have been some sickness or emotional distress for the situation was so bad that you had no choice but to turn to the Lord for help. Because God has a way. And somebody said God has a way. God has a way, has a way of rearranging things and turning things around so that there is a good purpose in everything that happens to his people. For as you recall, when Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery, the Bible said that they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And Joseph prospered in everything that he did because God was with him. And God will use our trials and troubles <coughs> To take us to the place where he will have us to be. For the Bible says. The Bible says that Hebrews 5 and 8. That even Jesus. Even Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered. But nobody. Nobody in their right minds like to suffer. And so when a storm or disaster come our way. It's perfectly okay to be. Concern. But at the same time, 
we must keep in mind that in every situation, our main concern should be trying to discern, trying to see what it is that God wants us to learn when he allows the storms and bitter times to come upon us. And every crisis situation, every struggle, every temptation is an opportunity to grow closer in our spiritual relationship with God. As we learn to lean on him in our time of trouble and to trust in him to see us through. And if we learn to trust in Jesus and be obedient to his word, then God will give us the spiritual eyes to see what he wants us to see. The spiritual ears to hear what he wants us to hear. And then he will give us the spiritual strength to do what he wants us uh, to do. And God is saying to us today that we can trust in his promise that we will always do well and prosper when we keep our hearts and minds fixed on Jesus. But God has not promised and God is not saying that every Christian will be blessed with plenty of money and financial prosperity. And so, don't make the mistake of measuring your prosperity based on money or other material blessings. Because the most important thing in this life is not the size of your bank account or how much money you make, but rather, it's all about our personal relationship with Jesus. And the Bible says, the Bible says in Romans 12 and 2, that we are not to be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the more we understand God with our minds, the more we will love him with our hearts. And we'll look forward to the second coming of Christ. Because we know that there are no human solutions to the problems we face in this broken and dying world. The gun violence, the religious and political conflicts, the alcohol and drug addictions, and the breakdown of the family structure are all spiritual problems and situations that only God can fix. And God has set a time and a season when all the violence, all the pain and suffering will come to an end. And the beginning of the ending, and somebody said the beginning of the ending. The beginning of the ending started when God sent his only begotten son to be a sacrifice for the sins of the world. And we now belong to Jesus and have been brought out of the darkness of this world into the holy family of God. Restored and reconciled. Justified and sanctified. And to be sanctified means to be set apart and made holy in the world but not out of the world. And with the spirit of Christ and the hope of glory in our hearts 
We can have peace and joy even in the midst of our struggles. But you got to make a conscious decision to trust in the Lord and the truth of his word. And be faithful to the mission and activities of the church. And let every member of God's family say, Amen. Amen. And for those of you who didn't say Amen, it's because you made a conscious decision not to do what I asked you to do. <laughs> but God is glorified. When we are obedient to his word. And the evidence. The evidence of our trust in Jesus. Is how we respond in troubled times. Because in the midst of our troubles. Is when we ought to be trusting in him the most. Knowing that in Christ Jesus. We got all that we need. But there are going to be some good days and some bad days. Some sunshine and some rain. Some hills and some valleys. And it does not matter who you are, where you live, or how good you look. Because sooner or later, and somebody says sooner or later, Sooner or later, trouble will come your way. And you're going to need the grace and mercy of God to make it through. And the Bible said that he will give you perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. And as the songwriter said, I will look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. And in the text today, Paul is speaking to the church about the spiritual blessings. Yeah. And somebody says spiritual, spiritual blessings. The spiritual blessings that God has promised to all who have come to faith in Christ Jesus. And in verse 2 of the text, Paul says that we can now rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Because it's a hope that looks beyond the struggles and the suffering of this broken and dying world. And it's the same hope that our ancestors had when they were in the cotton field and the corn field singing over my head. I hear music in the air. There must be a God somewhere. And it's the same hope that brought us all the way from the cotton field and put Barack Obama in the White House. And we can rejoice because there's a hope that cannot fail. And once we understand this biblical truth, we will be able to stand firm in our faith and stop worrying about things that we can't control and stop trying to live our lives according to the ways of the world. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. And there are many people 
who will spend eternity separated from God simply because they love the things of the world more than they love God. And the consequences of seeking a life according to the world is illustrated in the story of Abraham's nephew, Lot. For the Bible says at Genesis 13 and 12 that when Lot separated from his uncle Abraham, that he looked toward the city of Sodom and moved into the city. Abraham's eyes were on the holy city of God. But Lot's eyes were on the sinful city of Sodom. And Lot had walked faithful with the Lord until he pitched his tent towards Sodom. And unlike, unlike Abraham, Lot had a tent, but no altar. And instead of looking up to heaven and continuing to walk with the Lord, Lot looked to the dwelling places of the world and turn away from the favor and blessings of God. And in doing so, he suffered with the wicked and sinful people of that messed up city. And like many in the world today, and especially our young people, Lot was in the wrong place at the wrong time. For when God judged and condemned Sodom and Gomorrah, Everything that Lot saw in Sodom went up in smoke. But the Bible says that God remembered his faithful servant Abraham and delivered Lot and his family from the fiery judgment that came upon Sodom and Gomorrah. But even after God had announced judgment upon the wicked cities, he told Abraham, that he would not destroy the city if ten righteous men could be found. But scripture says that Abraham did the best he could but could not find ten righteous men. And so the judgment of God came upon the city and destroyed all the families except the family of Lot. But the good news Somebody said the good news. The good news for us here today is that by the righteousness of one man, not ten men, not three men, but just one man, by the righteousness of one man, the gift of salvation is now given to all families, all families who have learned to put their faith and trust in Christ Jesus. And so, we are saved not by our own good works, but by the righteousness of Jesus. For the Bible says, the Bible says that Psalm 127 and 1, that unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And by the grace and blessings of God, we can grow in faith and spiritual strength. And then the trials and troubles that once upon a time led to worry, distress, and sleepless nights will no longer seem so important because the closer we get to the Lord, 
the smaller everything else will appear. And scripture makes it perfectly clear that when God is first in your life, it makes no difference what your stumbling blocks may be. Because when your heart is right with God, everything else will fall in place. And you will become more holy and sanctified in the Lord. And with the Spirit of God directing your steps, you will begin to use your time, your talent, and your treasure more wisely. And be less concerned about financial prosperity, about personal popularity, about the people pleasing, and all the other perception of this sin-sick world. And you will finally come to the point in life when you will understand that your greatest need in this world is not to win the lottery, but to be filled with the Spirit of God and to grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. And for those of you here today who may not agree with me and may be thinking that winning the lottery and having a lot of money will solve all of your problems, well, I stand here today to remind you that people with money still got problems. Because only Jesus, and somebody say only Jesus, only Jesus has the answer and the solution to all of our problems. Money can't do it. Drugs and alcohol can't do it. Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz can't do it. And let me throw this one in for free. And finding a new husband or a new wife won't do it either. Because only God has the power to turn our sadness into gladness. And our trials and troubles into a testimony. And how many of you here today know that regardless of how bad your situation or circumstance may be, that God knows exactly where you are. And if you put your faith and trust in him, he will make a way. But the fact of the matter is that God not only wants to bless and heal his people, but he also wants us to be faithful to our calling to live a life of love and obedience to his word. Abraham was a man of faith, but his faith was made evident by his obedience because Abraham did not hesitate when God told him to take his beloved son Isaac up on the mountain and offer him as a sacrifice on the altar. And Abraham was declared righteous because he trusted in the promises of God. And when Abraham drew back the knife to slay his son Isaac, the Bible said that the angel of the Lord told him, do the lad no harm. 
For now I know that you fear the Lord. And so the question here today, my brothers and sisters, is have you made a conscious decision to choose Jesus to, to be the head and Lord of your life? And to say yes to his will and his word. And no to temptation and the desires of the world. And with the spirit of God in our hearts, we can rejoice even in the midst of our storms. Knowing that this earthly journey is not the end of the story. Because our final destination is not in this world, but in the place where there will be no more tears, no more pain and suffering, no more dying days. And we don't rejoice because of our suffering, but rather we rejoice because we know that we have a hope, a hope of future glory. And we know that God is in control of the present circumstances. And he has promised that all things will work out according to the plan and purpose that he has for his people. And the Bible says that God's plan for his people is good. But God is not telling us that we should stop going to the doctor or stop taking our blood pressure or cholesterol medication. Because whether you claim it or not, it does not matter. Because sickness and suffering will come upon us. But even in our darkest moments, we can still stand on his word. And his word does not promise that this earthly journey will be free of trials and tribulation. But it does promise that his grace, his grace is sufficient. And if we learn to trust and depend on Jesus, God will give us everything we need for whatever our trials and troubles may be. And even though even though we may not feel the power and the presence of God in our struggles, that does not mean that God is not with us. Guiding and directing the circumstances according to his divine purpose. For his word says that he will never, he will never leave nor forsake us. And we should learn to be like King David. Because whenever David faced opposition from his enemies, he encouraged himself in the Lord with prayer and praises unto God. And when prayer and praises go up, power and blessings come down. And the Bible said that when David went through the valley of the shadow of death, that he feared no evil because he knew that God was with him. And that God's rod and his staff would protect him. And God will also protect us in our time of trouble. If we keep our hearts and minds focused on his word. And we all need the kind of faith that looks back. And remember how, how God has 
healed and delivered us in the past. How he helped heal and delivered us when we had no other help. Just as he did for the children of Israel when he delivered them out of their bondage in Egypt. But before they crossed the Jordan River and took possession of the promised land, they had to suffer for 40 years in the wilderness because they did not fully trust in the promises of God. And like the children of Israel, the journey to our earthly home from the cradle to the grave is a cycle of conflict and deliverance. And we're going to make some mistakes along the way. And we're going to stumble and fall sometime. But with God on our side, and somebody said God is on our side. With God on our side, we know that we can get back up again. We fall down, but never without hope. Because God has promised that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every healing, every deliverance is a testament to the grace and glory of God. And Paul says in verse 5 of the text today that the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. And what Paul is saying in this verse is that the love of God in our hearts is another blessing that flows from our spiritual relationship with God. And the more we learn about our Heavenly Father, the more we realize how much he loves us. And the good thing about it is that God's love for his children is not dependent on anything that we may or may not do. In other words, we can't buy God's love with money. And we can't earn God's salvation with good works. For the Bible says that it is a free gift. And somebody said a free gift. It's a free gift of God's grace. And because we are his children, we have been sealed until the day of redemption. And nothing, nothing in this world can separate us from the love of God. And our calling, our calling is to love and forgive one another. Even as God has forgiven us. For how can we love God if we don't love one another? And with the love of God in our hearts, we can have the faith and the strength that will enable us to stand against any attack of the devil and his demons. And the Bible makes it perfectly clear that there are no greater spiritual gifts than faith, hope, and love. And it is our calling to bear witness in telling others about the hope that we have through faith in Christ Jesus. It is the same kind of faith that Daniel had 
when he refused to bow down to the king and was thrown into the lion's den. It's the same kind of hope that Moses had when the children of Israel were trapped between Pharaoh's army and the Red Sea. And it's the same kind of love that Jesus showed when he voluntarily suffered the death of the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And even though, and there that word is again, even though the power of sin has been defeated by the blood of the cross, it has not been completely eradicated. And we still have to battle with the devil and the temptation of sin. And that is why Pastor Shannon would say it is important that we stay prayed up. Because the battle with sin will not end until we are glorified in heaven. And as long as we are on this side of heaven, it is God's will that we pray for one another. Guess as Jesus prayed for Peter when Satan wanted to sift him as wheat. And God will always have somebody praying for his people. My grandmother prayed for me because she knew that I was doing some things that I shouldn't have been doing. And so she had me at the footstool of mercy pleading on my behalf just as somebody has prayed for you. And so don't make the mistake of thinking too highly of yourself. Looking down on others. Tooting your own horn and boasting about how good you are. Because all of us have fallen short of God's glory. Because even when we're trying to do good, the devil is always in the background. Feeding our minds with selfish thoughts. So that our motives are not always pure. And not only that, but the human nature that we were born with is self Center. And we are all selfish in one way or another. And a lot of the good we do, we do for self-promotion and not for the glory of God. And let us also be mindful of the fact that selfishness and pride are the root causes of much of the conflict and division in our homes and in the church. Where we get mad because we can't have our way. And because of our brokenness and our fallen nature, God has given us a new heart and a new spirit. And every day, every day he's molding and shaping us into becoming more and more like Christ Jesus, who set the supreme example of what it means to put God and others ahead of self. And if we learn to follow after Jesus, then he will give us the power to overcome our pride and selfish inclinations and to seek after those things that are pleasing unto God. And God has a vision for his people that is far greater than any problem or situation that this present life may bring. 
But if we are honest with ourselves here today, we will admit that many of the problems we face are the direct result of the bad choices and the bad decisions that we make. We buy too much stuff on credit. Too many credit cards. Spending money that we don't have. And buying stuff that we really don't need. And then we struggle to pay the bills. Living from paycheck to paycheck. And falling short of our calling to put our faith and trust in the Lord. And not in the things of this world. Abraham was not perfect. But wherever he went, wherever he pitched his tent, he also built an altar and gave praise and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Because Abraham understood the power of prayer. And in his time of trouble, he knew that he could call on the Lord for help. And if we learn to trust in the Lord and the power of prayer, then we can continue the journey toward future glory with the faith and confidence of knowing that with Jesus on our side, he's more than the whole world against us. And I heard somebody say that his line is never busy and you can call them in the morning. You can call them in the noonday and you can call them in your midnight hour and he will hear your faithful cry and just a little talk with Jesus will make everything alright and do I have a witness here and if you know my Lord Jesus and have been washed in his blood can you lift holy hands can you shout hallelujah and can you tell them thank you for washing away my sins and thank you for the hope that cannot fail and do I have a witness here and aren't you glad that you got a friend in Jesus and when trials and troubles come your way and the devil tries to break you down all you gotta do is fall on your knees call on his name and his grace will give you strength to make it through won't he do it won't he do it say yeah say yeah Somebody pray for me. <laughs>